In this video, we're going to talk about the true cost of compounding your money for the long term. We're going to look at, is compound interest the strategy that we should buy into? Or should we pump the brakes in this compound interest strategy as it could be prohibiting us to live an actual intentional life? This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. My name is Caleb Williams. This is the Better Wealth channel. And the purpose of this channel is to make videos on money, finance, and business to help you live more intentionally. I'm sharing this video because uh, a lot of the times when we, when you look on personal finance channels, a lot of us will just make the assumption that compound interest is this magical thing. Albert Einstein says that compound interest is this eighth one of the world. And he, he goes on to say, he who understands it, earns it. He who doesn't pays it. There's a big debate, by the way, if he actually said that, but it's like one of the most popular quotes that's attributed to him. So I'm going to just give him credit whether he said it or not. Well, but the whole point is compound interest is a function of your, your money growing over time. And there's this hockey stick growth, which is just a function of math that says if you're earning interest and then the next year you're earning interest on your principal, on that interest, and every year that principal and your m amount gets bigger and bigger, and it's just a function of uh, over time. It's, it is an amazing thing. Unfortunately, though, when you look at companies and when you look at banks and when you look at Wall Street and you look at other institutions, we have to ask the, the question, should we you know, do what they do or should we do what they tell us to do? And I'm, I always like to challenge the status quo. And so like, you know, Wall Street, a lot of these, you know, people running businesses and a lot of these, these banks, they're telling us, you know, they're telling us what to, you know, invest our money for the long term. And so they, they set up systems, whether it's, you know, CDs or whether it's, you know, accounts that penalize us for using our money is to uh, motivate us to deposit money, whether it's banks eliminating, you know, fees if we do with, you know, automatic uh, deposits into their bank, or whether it's accounts that will will give us some type of benefit or a company that will give us a match for investing money. So they, they want as much of our money and then look at them. They, they don't want to give it up. They want as much of our money as long as possible. They want as to give it up as little as possible. If you look at any institution like a bank or, or Wall Street or Bay Street, they're all very motivated by this concept of wanting our money. And so um, it's, it's very interesting. Are they compounding our money? Like are banks making a fortune by compound interest? Is you know a lot of these companies, uh, a lot of these billionaires, are they making their money on of compound interest? Are they doing the exact opposite? Are they, you know, using money and, and buying cash flow and controlling money? And it's it's interesting because if you just look at banks, which banking is like the definition of, you know, being a good steward of your money, because banks are just institutions that control our money better than us. And and banks, they essentially want as much money as possible. Um, they use leverage, and so they're making a killing off of our money, not theirs. So that's that's brilliant. They make us put up collateral, so they're not taking on any unnecessary risk. And then they're getting uh, a velocity a flow and their their loans are actual assets it's it's an idea of their money in motion and so every loan is like an asset for them and they're loaning it out to different people and getting money in all off of our money it's it's brilliant and they know that since they have all the money they can make the rules and and the same thing goes with you know you know wall street they're, they're the same way it's like wall street wants as much money but they're ultimately incentivized on making a cash flow based on the amount of assets that they have, uh, that 
that they have of our money. It's not necessarily like they're not basing it off of compounding for the long term. They're trying to swallow up as many assets, keep it as long as possible because they know that activity is an asset in themselves creating cash flow. The, the point that I'm making is com- compound interest is a function of math. It's an amazing thing, and, and I think every decision we make has a consequence because of compound interest. If you follow what we do, we talk a lot about you know, opportunity costs, and every decision has a consequence, and uh, the difference between good debt and bad debt. And all this is really functioning off of you know, compound interest because every decision doesn't just have um, a consequence on those dollars, but what those dollars could be um, worth in the future. My My pushback is a lot of people um, buy into compounding, but they devalue other other activities or values that their dollars could earn. And the, and the other activity or value that you could get off of your money is this thing called control. Now, what is control? Control is different for each person. Control is really dialing in your specialized knowledge, what you can do with that money. And a lot of times, um, the financial industry, um, the financial advisors in, in just North America will, will tell you this, you can either control your money or you can compound your money. But if you compound your money, you have to give up control and go uh, hope for the long run. And so they're essentially saying compound interest is this amazing thing in the world, but in order to get compound interest, you have to give up and surrender control. On the flip side, they say, well, if you control your money, um, you have to surrender compounding for the rest of your life. And you know, you get the value of control. And what all I'm saying is there's strategies that you can combine and try to maximize both. But what I'm all saying is um, if we're going to compound our money for the rest of our life, we have to understand what we're giving up. And we also have to understand and put a value on control. There's some people watching this that literally should never lock up their money, even if they could get a guaranteed 8%. The reason is they are resourceful enough that they can get a way greater rate of return than 8% way greater rate of return, a greater result, relationships, build business, real estate. Some people that if they had control over their money, they would be bankrupt tomorrow. So it's not necessarily that control is good or bad. It's how we use control. It's, it's, uh, it's like a, a basketball or a golf club or a ping pong paddle or whatever example that you want to use. It's like, what's the ROI of a golf club? For me, it's, it's, not that much money because um, I it's it's whatever I could sell it for because I'm not a great golfer um, and you know I end up you know having a fun time but I'm I'm not making any money off of the golf club. But if you're Phil Mickelson, if you're Tiger Woods, the ROI of a golf club is millions and millions of dollars and sponsorships and all those things because you're amazing at golfer. It doesn't make the golf in itself the right or wrong or the golf club the right or wrong. It's how you use it. Same concept goes with control. So if you're someone that um, is clear in what you want um, and you you have that dialed in and, and you might be entrepreneurial, you might be um, resonating with being an investor, you, you seek control, make sure that you don't eliminate or give up access to your money just for the promise of compound interest. I see too many entrepreneurs um, want to invest their money. Not, they don't want to lose it to inflation. And so at the end of the day, their, their money is all over the place. And, and, then, when, and then they don't, aren't able to show up powerfully or aren't able to say yes to an opportunity because their money's all over the place. Whereas they would be better off losing some money short-term to inflation, having that money con- through control earning a greater rate of return. And if you're efficient, you can maximize compounding and control, and there's other strategies to do that. And so the, the, the purpose is compound interest is a function of math. It's amazing. And majority of people should just compound their money because controlling their money is not going to really help them. But there is a, a sliver of people, 
and, and, and probably a lot of you watching this that resonate with this concept of control. And, and really we need to start putting a quanta, we need to start quantifying the true value of control. And it's more than just maybe a, you know, a compounded rate of return. There might be other benefits like lifestyle benefits, like ministry benefits, like family benefits that need to be stacked into the equation because what is the true benefit of a half a million dollars, you know, IRA growing? It's growing, but it's really not enhancing other parts of your life. Whereas you might be the type of person that says, I could match the growth, but I can have that other benefits to this money benefit my family and what I want to do. Again, this video is not investment advice, hoping to help you think differently. I would love to hear your thoughts in the comments. Let me know if you agree, disagree, what your thoughts of our control. Do you, are, do you resonate with someone that if you had con more control, you would lose more money? Or if you had more control over your money, you would have more money. Thank you again and appreciate you sharing and helping share this message of intentional living. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.